I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, a look at music's effect on our everyday lives. What if there was a medical and educational assessment tool that could be used in person or remotely, and it had the effect of lowering costs and reducing administrative burdens, and was applicable across cultures, age groups, and physical and mental abilities, and it improved medical and educational outcomes. I have with me today an entrepreneur who has combined music, health, and technology to create this tool. Kevin Clark has a double major from Berklee College of Music in jazz composition and film scoring. Clark's passion for music found its its purpose when he developed a motion control technology that allows users to create music through the movement of their body. Kevin founded the company Point Motion, received a patent for his technology, has won numerous awards, and has been recognized around the United States for his uniquely innovative solution combining music, health, and technology. Welcome to Enhanced Life with Music, Kevin. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Mindy. And what a wonderful introduction. Uh, Real pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. I understand there is a story behind the creation of your technology and your company, as there often is. And Absolutely. You, yeah, and your story started out in your Berkeley dorm room. Tell us the story of how Point Motion and the technology we'll be talking about came to be. Yes, uh, I would say there was definitely a lot happening in my life. As you mentioned, I was going to Berkeley College of Music. I was studying jazz composition and film scoring. And I was in this place where I really felt like I was free to explore my creative potential. And in the midst of that, uh, really tragically, my cousin suffered from a spinal injury due to a motorcycle accident. Mm. And that kind of put my own pursuit in perspective to say there's somebody I really care about who I would love to be able to help. But, you know, going to music and studying composition and film scoring, how does that play a role in supporting him? He was doing physical therapy and there was definitely, you know, a thought in my mind at this point, like, what what could I do with music? And I didn't think just writing a song was going to be really enough. Uh, and this kind of spurred this idea when I noticed that he was being given pieces of paper with his stretches to just do at home. And I realized that's very you know mundane and really like not very engaging as yeah, a person you're not very ex- <laughs> absolutely uh and i thought what if each one of those stretches could just be a different song that pl- you know that plays or a different chord or a different sound something to kind of give them this feeling that i get when i'm making music which is you know just the movement of my body but and how is that any different from physical therapy so mm. i had i just out of coincidence had this xbox connect camera in my room that i hadn't used it was just in a box and i had won it in bingo like years before <laughs> so it was sitting there and i was like there we go like i can just use that so i hooked it up to my computer and i did some basic connecting into my audio software to the point where I was able to make different stretches, play different songs from a playlist. Mm. And that right there really was the inspiration moment. And from there, just a a series of just personal experiences, seeing the people I care about uh, and people I had never met before really be impacted by what this has the potential and what this accomplishes for, for people who are 
going through one of the biggest challenges and transformations in their life, when you're doing physical therapy on any level, and this goes for a lot of different populations of care, it's it's very daunting, you know, how your life changes, even in the most simplest ways, like how you get out, out of bed in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and music has this amazing way of anchoring us to this understanding of we can create beauty and we can express ourselves in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And it totally takes our mind off of, I'm doing a physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see people who are doing quote unquote physical therapy that are Excited because when they flap their wings, they hear birds sing their melodies, Mm. things of that nature where not only we can present that experience to the user, but we can also collect data and we automate that data collection so that when you go back to your physical therapist or you go back to your doctor and they say, have you been doing your exercises? Have you been doing your assessments? You know, there's no question there and they can know exactly how they've been progressing between sessions. Uh Uh, Something that's really kind of important for us, too, is saying like, especially for children these days, children in the autism community, they're being given a lot of different medications and those dosages change over a lifetime. And for me, it's been like I couldn't imagine taking medication for my heart medicine for my heart. If I didn't have a way of measuring my blood pressure. Mm, sure. Yeah. Tell tell us a little bit more about the technology and the application of it. Absolutely. So essentially what it is, it's a, it's a platform that can be run on tablet, on even your cell phone or a laptop. And it uses the built-in camera mm-hmm. to walk users through these music-based games, kind of like Guitar Hero and Simon Says put okay. together. Okay. So as they see across the screen these movements that they're supposed to match or these actions they're supposed to accomplish, when they do those actions, they'll hear music, they'll hear chords, they'll hear sounds that are actually loaded in by the doctor. And we work – the main thing here is we built this tool, but we partnered with doctors and therapists who come into the platform – and they can choose what movements they want to show, what kind of prompts they want to give, you know, what kind of stretches. And they can input all that information and the system will generate that gameplay experience and present it to the user. Mm-hmm. And so all of the protocols that we're running, they're not new and they're not stagnant. Uh-huh. You know, they're proven off of these existing protocols that these specialists can go in and they can insert. And it's based off of those proven methods, but it's just delivered in a more efficient way because before – Many of the cases, it was just pen and paper. You know, you had to be there in person running this program in order for this to be done. Now, with this, it's almost like, say we wanted to give a kid something like Barney, and we could do the whole I love you, you love me dance, Uh and understand how they're responding to that. Okay. Well, and I imagine, too, you mentioned patients going back in to the doctor and the doctor saying, did you do these exercises? Right. I imagine with your technology, those doctors know <laughs> if exactly. the exercises I, have been done or not. And they know exactly. how it's going and if there's been any progress as a result and if we're ready for some different exercises. Absolutely. I, I'll let you in on, on a secret. Well, it's not too much of a secret. It's pretty awesome because my mom actually, she's older, you know, she she needs to do, she needs to be active. She works a lot. And she just wasn't doing her physical activities. So I said, you know what? I set her up a program list and just has, you know, various stretches and Uh exercises that are working towards kind of her own goals. Uh And she does it every day. And I kid you not, I go on my computer, I check her reports and I can see (laughs) how she's progressing, whether or not she's doing her exercises. And, 
it's you know it brings me at peace even as a kid you know as as her kid I'll always be her kid but like Uh what I'm saying is it brings me peace to know that she is taking care of her health and I ha- and I can see that. Sure. Oh, definitely. Well, I think about people who are in assisted living, especially now when during mm-hmm. the pandemic where we can't be physically with our loved ones in those settings, if if they have something like this that they can do in the comfort and safety of their own room and their loved ones can see, yeah, you know, mom or dad isn't just sitting in a chair all day. Exactly. They're, they're, they're able to move. I can see that they're moving around and they're, they're getting these exercises in. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's proud of herself because she can see her improvement that she's doing it. Yeah. And she's telling me that, yeah, she feels great. She feels like, you know, it's not a very intimidating way for her to do her exercises the way she's because she's brazilian so she'll speak to me in portuguese like it's not that jumping up and down gotta go all (laughs) over the place kind of thing it's like really tuned into what her needs are and this kind of plays to a couple of things that we that we really focused on when building the platform number one that it doesn't use any handheld or wearable devices so it just uses the camera built in on the on the device itself. There's that no is really to... that's really slick. I mean, the fact oh, that yes. you don't have to buy extra hardware or external cameras, and you can just right. use the built-in camera is really really convenient. Absolutely, it's it's critical. It's critical if we're talking about democratized care, sure. which from day one has been so important to us. Has been kind of the core. We didn't want to make something like this that only a few people with you know, really readily access to these kind of healthcare resources would Mm -hmm. be able to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we wanted everyone in the world, no matter where they are, to be able to access this. And so we built the technology that was necessary to accomplish that. We see this as something where anyone around the world, you know, if a physical therapist says, I have 100 clients spread across the U.S. that I'm working with, they don't have to send out a handheld or wearable device Mm -hmm. or worry about like germs that are passing, all all that kind of stuff. it's just as sure. simple as giving well, and, them a user account. Yeah. Well, and like, how do you hook it up? And I, can, right. I think I have it right, but it's not working. You know, like exactly. we've all been there and done that. Yeah. Now, right. when when users progress, is it sort of like you've completed level one? Now you're ready for level two, or how how do how does how do they know right. how they've progressed? That's awesome. That's a great question. There's two points to that. Number one, when we made this, we made this with a core of music because we didn't want this experience to be win or lose because we don't believe in healthcare or education being a win or lose. It should always be you're growing, you're moving in the right direction. And that's why we didn't make it a game that's like, you know, you have to score a certain number of points and mm-hmm. you and you see that you scored or today you didn't and today you lost. Like we didn't want that to be the case. That's Uh why music is the driving factor. So it's just a matter of you're always getting that one expressive, really engaging experience. So for the user on the screen, we don't show them anything like you scored. We show them whether or not they're doing the correct movements and we reward them through music. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like on the front end, you're not seeing a score telling you you're good or you're bad. It's just pushing you in a a positive direction through music. And on the back end uh, with the score, what you end up seeing is the doctors can set levels of mastery. So they can say, we need you to reach this amount of reaction time because we're, maybe we're trying to get this person to decrease their reaction time. So they want mm-hmm. them to be faster to react. Okay. So in our system, we come preloaded with 
hundreds of programs and they can go in and find a program for increasing reaction time in X movement. So it's, it's that itemized okay. and they can, and they can go in there and can say, okay, when they reach that 400 second reaction time, we want to move them to the next level. It's automatically going to move them to that next program to put them towards 300 millisecond. It's it, what's called LMS system. So it's automatically moving them to that next level of difficulty mm. without having to necessarily say, you know, it'll tell them you mastered this level. Now you're being moved to the next when they okay. master it. Okay. But uh, it's not something where we're trying to make people feel lesser of themselves if they're progressing at a different rate. Sure. Okay. And every time this program is used, the system uh, sends a report to the teacher, the trainer, the doctor. Exactly. And these reports are all HIPAA compliant and mm-hmm. they're compatible with common telehealth services and platforms. Anything else that you want to say about that? Absolutely. I mean, so the whole system is HIPAA, FERPA, and STAR compliant. So any school, hospital, clinic, anyone who wanted to get their hands on this and and wants to know that the data is protected, that is absolutely there. The other end is we also, as you said, we integrate with telehealth services. So we, we see this as really additive. We don't see as just a video call being enough to supplement what the healthcare and education needs of people are. Mm-hmm. And we think that for them, for that real service to be delivered for remote care, you need these kind of resources that are accessed in between sessions. So actually, not only do we integrate with Zoom or other video call services that are out there, so you can run one of these programs in a video call and automate that data collection within, you know, and have those experiences within the call. Oh, wow. But yeah, but they can also use it in between those sessions. Mm. So they can collect data in between sessions and that actually has reimbursement opportunities. So there, this is something that doctors and therapists can actually use and increase their reimbursements while also reducing their costs over the long term in many ways. Oh, wow. Well, and one of those cost reductions is an administrative uh, burden and task because of the automated reports, right? Absolutely. And the great thing is that all of that reporting, we can collect multiple metrics at the same time. We can collect reaction time, range of motion, uh, endurance, attention span. That's just to name a few of the a few of my favorite ones because you can do so much with that information. Mm-hmm. And imagine, you know, having to write down right now I see we go to a lot of places that they're still writing down checks and Xs on program reports that they have to do while observing and mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about the reality is this. A recent study showed that there's actually a shortage of pediatric specialists in the US. Mm-hmm. There's actually not enough pediatric specialists to meet the demands on a, on an annual basis. So in other words, right now they're limited to doing all these assessments in person one by one. There's not going to be an availability of this, but we've developed a tool that literally costs $5 a month per user per and, month. And okay, and these are pediatrician medical assessments or educational assessments in schools. So we actually, the way we deliver this isn't as a technology. We really deliver a curriculum. So what we do is we partner with that subject matter expert who loads in these protocols and programs, and they're the ones who are delivering those programs that are really empowered through technology. So when we work in a segment, the first thing we do is we find an expert who knows those protocols. So they are the ones who are loading that in. Right now, we have a physical therapy 
curriculum. Mm -hmm. And we have another one for ABA that's music therapy based and it's focused on sensory motor skills. And both of those are our main uh, curriculum right now, but we're actually bringing on new authors as well. So if you're a doctor and or you're a therapist and you're interested in this technology and you think that this is a good way for you to deliver content, then we partner with those authors. We work with them to publish that content. And that's how we enter the market. We don't just go somewhere and say, hey, we have this technology that can measure body movement. Mm -hmm. We really start with partnering with a doctor who understands what those movements should be. What is the data that should be collected from those movements? And then with that, we really deliver a content package to those organizations that's empowered by, you know, it's like mm-hmm. giving, it's the difference of giving someone a hammer and saying, build a house. No, instead, what we do is we give you all the schematics and the materials that you need. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, we will give you a hammer as well. And these schools and these hospitals, they, they don't need to come on and think, how am I going to implement this? Uh-huh. The, the implementation strategy is all, already there. Sure. Now, you mentioned physical therapy and hospital settings. Tell us about some of the different venues and industries and contexts that your platform can be used. Absolutely. Right now, we've, we're working a lot with PTs, OTs, and music therapists, as well as people in the geriatrics space. So we're working we're, we're actually looking for a lot of authors within that space. So, for instance, for stroke, dementia, Alzheimer's, we see a great opportunity to support and those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, we're not really looking to draw ourselves too thin. We're kind of really focused in right now. We really see a, an easy opportunity for us to really bring value into that pediatric space. But at the same time, I'm talking to a new author every day that has a great idea on how to implement this. We're talking about even surgery, you know, pre and post surgery. This is something that we've explored a lot. Uh Things like concussion management. So if you have a football team that is, you know, these kids, they're playing football, right? Youth Mm -hmm. sports is not even just football. It's soccer, hockey, all those sports, Mm -hmm. very prone to head injury. But how do you measure not only when that happens, but the changes and the progress back to baseline over time? Mm-hmm. So we, we've actually worked a lot on different sports applications. So in other words, you could have at the beginning of the s- season, someone do a couple programs that are measuring things like endurance, reaction time. And when someone gets injured, they can run that program again and see the changes between when they were injured and when they recover, uh, when they uh, when they were at their baseline, and then as they're going through recovery, they can continue to use this and collect that data so they know when they've returned back to baseline for something like reaction time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the st- the standard test right now, I just want to n- note this: the standard test right now for reaction time, typically it's like twenty dollars a test for so, for your test. No, for for a concussion, a standard industry concussion assessment, the ways they typically do that is that there's actual testing platforms that sometimes they'll do like $20 a test, which is important. You know, they have their their functionality. But imagine having to do that once a week, you know, for the next eight weeks to track your progress. It's going to cost you a lot more money Uh than if you were to say for a football team, everyone gets access to this resource Mm. that if at any point that they're injured, even whether or not we run this test that Uh we have to spend $20 on, if anyone is injured, because many concussions go undetected, we could use this to actually see that and find out, okay, the linebackers, 
you know, reaction time reduced by 60% last week, you know, Uh let's test it. Let's, let's run the test on this to see whether or not he has a concussion. Like we're going to be able to reduce the number of concussions that go unnoticed. And and these are the kind of things that as we grow the business, we're going to be focusing on. Sure. Well, and when you first started this business, you had no idea we were going to be coming into this global pandemic, but what, absolutely not. what a perfect solution given the fact that right. we do have this pandemic going on because it can be used remotely. And as we're trying to reduce physical contact Mm -hmm. and uh, keep social distancing and all of that. I mean, this is a perfect tool for that. How much of this technology was your cousin able to take advantage of? I mean, at this point, he's able to take advantage of all of it, everything that we're doing. And he's been kind of my eyes and ears to make sure like as my sounding board, you know, to make sure that we're and him along with so many other people that I've met along the way. But when you ha- when you're anchored to, s- to something you really care about and you're not being driven by simply you know wanting to reach the end mm-hmm. kind of the ph- my philo- there there's a philosophy that I carry with me that's allowed me to really make so much progress in this and that is I'm not waiting for the last note to enjoy the music mm. it's as simple as that you know you don't enjoy this you don't <laughs> that's have to- great. that that's how I make sure that I keep myself not like you know when you're doing this, like every time, every that you, every step that you make, you have ten more questions. Or the further you get, the bigger the vision becomes. And sometimes, as an entrepreneur, that can be daunting, you know, because you're like always wanting to fulfill that vision, mm-hmm. but that's difficult, you know. And so there's a point where I realized, like, I can't enjoy a piece of music waiting for it to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to enjoy this journey just like I enjoy music. I need to just be in it, enjoy it. And that's kind of been how I always keep myself focused and make sure that I'm just doing the most I can do now and not waiting, you know, like I said, setting this up with my parents, setting this up with my my cousin and and Mm -hmm. the people within my community that I care about. I I wasn't going to wait until a hospital or a clinic came to, you know, to start using it, to start going out into the world and finding the people who you can help with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like, so important for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur or create a solution is to want to do it for somebody you really care about. That is always, always a great way to kind of drive your success. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it was very clear from your website that you really want to use technology for social good. You're dedicated to problem solving and finding purpose through music. And that really comes through in what you're saying, too. Thank you. Now, if listeners are listening to this and thinking, this sounds fantastic, I want to take advantage of this technology, or I want my child to, or I want my mother or father, you know, how, what do you recommend for them in terms of checking with their the, the local care providers in their area and finding out how they can take advantage of this? Absolutely. I would say, number one, checking out our website, pointmotioncontrol.com and sharing that with your doctor and sharing that with your teacher and saying, this is a resource that I would love to have access to and see whether or not they're, you know, really going to be responsive to what you're asking. I think number one, like we've met so many families who are already, you know, who've had a chance to use this and they're, and they've seen the benefits and we're talking to doctors, but the thing is doctors and teachers are going to respond most to what their clients need. Right. And I completely respect that. 
And that's why we focus on that as well. You know, that's why we didn't just make a program that just collects data. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw a need that was on the client end and we really delivered that and why we partner with doctors because we want to do that together. Sure. So if you're hearing this and you're a parent or you're someone who thinks that they could utilize this, share this with your doctor, share this with your physical therapist. If you're a doctor or a therapist or in any domain and you think that this is something that could impact your industry, impact how you deliver care. On our website, we have a space specifically for curriculum and curriculum authors. Mm -hmm. I would say explore that. And definitely, we would love to work with you to find a way to deliver the much needed content to your clients. Excellent. Well, I don't know of many professional musicians turned entrepreneur, (laughs) technology, business person. Were there any classes you took at Berkeley that were helpful in preparing you for entrepreneurship in the worlds of technology and business? I would say absolutely. I would say absolutely. Berkeley is a tremendously creative space. It's a great school, not only for music, but just for creativity. People there, there's an entrepreneurship club or a part of there. It's called ICE. They, they kind of started right after I graduated. So I didn't get to make much use of that. But interesting enough, where I learned a lot regarding not only t- the technology, but entrepreneurship and leadership was under my mentor, Tia Fuller. I worked with her in the, with the Rainbow Big Band. I was basically working under her to prepare scores, music, and really help her however she needed with the orchestra. And watching her coordinate a team helped me understand how I could be the best leader. Like I can't explain how much music carries over into everything that you do and, and how adaptable it is. And working under her, she was such a leader. She was so good at managing what needed to be worked on. You know, she didn't waste time. She was always very focused on here's the biggest problems we need to solve. And she really blessed me with the opportunity to work under her and just see that. And even like we're talking about this woman, she went on tour with Beyonce. It was Beyonce's oh. lead saxophone player. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like cool. she is definitely an amazing leader and does so many, so many great things. So I was very fortunate to work under her. She actually took one of my earliest prototypes, which would allow basically one of the earlier prototypes. You could actually hook it up to your instrument and make it so when you would move to different parts of the stage, you could change the effect on your instrument. Mm. So that was like the early wow. stage. I, yeah. And so she actually did a show using this technology and it was like something no one will ever get a chance to see. It was like one of those one ever moments. And yeah. it was just, she really pushed me. And I think wanting to really, she was always the kind of person like you wanted to make her proud, right? Mm, She's sure. a great leader. And so she always not only pushed me and really allowed me to make mistakes and get better, but also for someone of that caliber to say, to put trust in something, a vision that is so early stage and to say, like, I'm going to go on stage in front of people who respect me and I'm going to utilize this. Like Mm -hmm. that really at Berkeley was probably one of the best relationships and opportunities I had gotten really is. and, And that's what you find at Berkeley is it's like. The, organ- the groups that they have are great, but really what makes it special are those faculty members who are there who really, really care about fostering that growth. Wow. Well, that's a great endorsement of Berkeley. <laughs> yes, and it is great. 
<laughs> That's great. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Well, one thing I like about your website is you also talk about the effect of music on the brain. And there's a quote on your site that I loved. It says, when the body becomes a musical instrument, magic happens on the brain and cognitive functions. Love that. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the website is pointmotioncontrol.com. I'll also include in the show the show notes some other ways of connecting with you and your work. I ask all my guests to close out our conversation with a musical ending, a coda, by sharing a song or a story about a moment that music enhanced your life. Is there a song or story you could share with us today? Absolutely. And it is something that I think anchors me to to re- the real purpose of this, which is, you know, this whole this whole idea, this vision, which is to bring music where people need it most. And I moved around a lot when I was young. So every almost three years I would move. Right. And I was and music was something, though, that for me was a constant Mm -hmm. was always there that like that really anchored me. So at at one point I even moved to Brazil and I I couldn't really speak Portuguese. I understood. But I was like nine years old and I moved to Brazil and I remember having music and just like starting to write, you know, these songs and lyrics. And then eventually when I came back to the U.S., I started I, I just started to record my own music and I brought that to my brother and I remember just being so proud of being able to make something and just show him and be excited about it. And later on, that memory really stood out and I remember it to this day really because later on, I'll never forget when we were working with this one family, the, the, this one mother, she was a nurse in Boston and she had a child who had autism, who was the sweetest, sweetest kid. And he was really excited about using point motion. And one day he came into our office to try our latest update and he was using it. And he turned to his mom. He said, mom, I'm making music. Are you proud of me? Like, I, I bet, you know, I'm so happy. Like, thank you for bringing me here. And it just like reminded me of that experience that I had as a kid and, and being able to share that in a, in a moment where people are so, how do you say, vulnerable. Mm-hmm that's when I realized that's our mission. It's to bring music where people need it. And to this day, I still make music. You know, I still have my music room where I go there. And when I'm after a long day, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make some music and I can write more music, but that will exist besides me. You know, Mm -hmm. the point is that we want to bring music to people who need it in the world. And I'm so grateful that I got a chance to study under people like Tia Fuller to go to Berkeley and do these amazing things. But I felt like my path was more so to deliver that piece to people in difficult scenarios. And so this story continues and I appreciate the opportunity to share it and I hope people will join us. I am really excited about this technology and also about Kevin's passion for music and for using technology for social good. One thing we are all learning worldwide through this pandemic is that we need to adapt to a new reality rather than just surviving until things return to the way they were. And part of our new reality is there is a lot that can be done remotely, and there will be more and more demand for remotely administered services, and there are many ways technology can improve our lives. Certainly there can be downsides to technology. I just finished reading an excellent book, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. 
that explores ways to extract the most benefit out of new technologies without losing control and becoming a slave to technology. But I think Point Motion's model combines the best of both worlds, using technology to solve problems and serve human well-being in forward-thinking ways. And you heard Kevin, if you want to take advantage of Point Motion's innovation, it's up to you to get yourself access to it. We as patients and clients and sports participants are the people our therapists and doctors and coaches are most responsive to when it comes to taking advantage of new options like this. So if you want it, be sure to ask for it. A couple notes about some past guests. Dr. Elliot Gann was a guest on episode 42. He is a child and adolescent clinical psychologist who discussed ways hip-hop music is being used to increase mental health and well-being. He had recommended the film Rubble Kings at the time, which I finally watched this past weekend, and it was phenomenal. I highly recommend it. It's just over an hour long, and it's a powerful and very inspiring story of the origins of hip-hop music, which happens to be the world's most popular music genre. I had no idea about the history of hip-hop until my conversation with Elliot, and it is really fascinating. I'll include information on that documentary in the show notes. Another guest, Lori Berkner from episode 45, is one of the most popular children's entertainers in the U.S. We all know the school classroom is going to look a bit different this fall. Lori is offering a free music in the quote classroom seminar for educators and parents Lori says, I'm excited to share what I've learned from being a performer and educator, both in person and in virtual spaces, to try to make educators and parents' jobs easier during this uncertain time. The seminar is a Facebook live stream on Thursday, August 27 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you follow my socials, you may have already seen this. I'll include the link to more information in the show notes. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me on social media, email, and my website. All links as well as today's show notes can be found at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast slash episode 54. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.